The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss the future of AI in marketing for e-commerce companies. Joining us is Ian McLeod, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at Sales Manigo, which is a customer engagement platform for impact-hungry e-commerce marketing teams. And Sales Manigo's AI-driven solutions have already been adopted by over 2,000 mid-sized businesses in 50 countries, as well as many known global brands such as Starbucks, Vodafone, Lacoste, Kentucky Fried Chicken, New Balance, and my favorite, Victoria's Secrets. Yesterday, Ian and I talked about where AI is taking marketing, and today we're going to continue our conversation talking about new customer engagement industry benchmarks. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Ian McLeod, the Chief Marketing Officer at Sales Manigo. Ian, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me back. Excited to have you back on the show and to continue our conversation Yesterday, we talked about the topic du jour, artificial intelligence, and what's the impact in e-commerce. And I think my takeaway from our conversation was artificial intelligence is an assistant at this point. It's not great at publishing or creating content without refinement from a person, but in the future, it might be able to build campaigns, launch them, even suggest what campaigns we should be building. What that means is that we're going to need to have a better sense of how we're benchmarking ourselves against our performance because everyone's going to have sort of unlimited capabilities to be able to execute. Talk to me about some of the ways that customers and people in your industry are benchmarking themselves. Yeah, I think in e-commerce, there's a, obviously a few standardized conversion metrics. And in terms of customer engagement, conversion rate is always the number one. So obviously, from e-commerce point of view, you really need to understand of your site traffic, who are actually going on to purchase. And there's obviously all the cart abandonments and everything like that, but really understanding your funnel from end to end. I think that gives a good indication of both in terms of the traffic quality, but also your website, how that's performing and how that's delivering on the promises that you're driving traffic to. The second one is obviously average order value. Are you keeping that to all-time high? Are people doing a kind of a deeper shop or are they just coming in for a single item and moving on? I think this is really where we get into the excitement around how e-commerce can evolve with that kind of customer intelligence that we talked about yesterday. In terms of retention rate, we've been talking for a long time around the cost of acquisition. The cost of acquisition for e-commerce businesses is skyrocketing. In terms of channels, it's getting more competitive. Social media was created, obviously, beyond 
e-commerce into the social commerce, which is diverting traffic away from the kind of online and dot-com sites. So I think that customer retention rate is so, so critical moving forward. It's one of the things that Sales Manager, we really focus on helping e-commerce marketeers is to understand your customer. Once you have that understanding beyond just the kind of third-party cookies or website experience, it's around that zero-party data. It's around can you provide and build a 360 view over your customer intelligence and then deploy against that? Can you create the omni-channel execution that will actually deliver a personalized real-time experience both on-site and through all of your communication channels? Because customer attention is going to be key moving forward for these businesses. So what I'm hearing from you is there's really three main points to think about for e-commerce when you're benchmarking. How are my marketing efforts converting? What is the rate of efficiency when I try to reach a lead for them to buy a product or service? Number two, how am I able to retain that customer? How long are they staying with me and what are they buying? How much are they buying? And three, how do I understand who that customer is so I can then find more people that look like them? So when we think about those three benchmarks as the framework for understanding how you're doing with your e-commerce business, what are some metrics that you look at? What are the actual benchmarks? Hey, you should be converting 35% of the email addresses you collect to conversions. Talk to me about the actual benchmarks that you think about as standard for e-commerce companies. I think one of the challenges, there's very few standardization in terms of conversion metrics. So different countries, different verticals. And what we actually did a survey to identify what are the key conversion metrics and what are the key customer engagement metrics. And we actually found that 64% of e-commerce marketeers, they actually failed to measure customer engagement. So across everything, they might have website conversion stats, but in terms of a single metric that they could say, this is our customer engagement score. This is our customer engagement metric. And we found that there was a complete desire for a standardized, this is our number. This is the way, similar to like MPS in terms of product, e-commerce marketeers are just moving all over the place. We always hear about this kind of like three to 5% conversion rate online, but that varies dramatically when you start looking at different industries, different products. And therefore, I think we need to get to a single stage where you're taking all of the different elements in together. It's one of the reasons why uh, Sales Manager, we launched the Cupid score. After that survey, we just really identified there wasn't an effective way for businesses to understand the bonds that they're building with their customers. So we really wanted to understand, okay, there's five key areas for me. It's around convenience. It's around understanding your customers. It's about the personalization. It's about intimacy that you're building with your customers. And then it's around data. Do you have the data to be able to execute on? So we built Cupid Score to try and provide a standardized or kind of amalgamated score across these five areas with a very simple self-service test, which will then allow people to benchmark themselves against the industry across five key areas. So yeah, it's something that we have kind of standardized marketing benchmarks in terms of website conversion, in terms of bounce rates, but in terms of customer engagement for e-commerce, It's a combination of sentiment, conversion, and retention. So you mentioned that 64% of marketers don't understand customer engagement. You've got the Cupid score, which will help them figure this out. I guess the first question is, help me understand what you mean by customer engagement. Is this how often customers are visiting the website? How often they're looking at products? How often they're buying something? What do you consider to be customer engagement? Customer engagement is a combination because, as I say, is a customer really engaged if they come to your site They convert at a high basket value, and then you don't see them again for six months. 
in certain industries, that's the kind of given. If you've got a high transaction e-commerce business, then you're probably looking at minimal customer loyalty. And that's why it has to be a combination of things. It needs to be a combination of how your website's performing, how people are converting through the funnel. Are you delivering the convenience? And are you actually building that data profile so that you can execute in a personal way? So it's a combination of things. There is no one customer engagement score. I think there, well, with Cupid there is, but there is no one element that drives customer engagement because it used to be around price. It used to be the business with the best price is going to have the highest conversions. Now it's about loyalty. Now it's about sustainability. Now it's about eco capabilities. It's are you actually providing an experience for your customers in your e-commerce store? And that is a combination of all the things you do in terms of building that customer intimacy. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So you mentioned that there were five factors that go into the Cupid score that Sales Manigo uses to understand customer engagement. What are the five factors? So we look at convenience. So convenience is really around providing customers with a simple way of understanding the products and to be able to convert and buy those products. Understanding is about understanding who your customers are. What are their needs, their wants, their desires, and are you able to deliver on that? Personalization is all around how you talk to that customer. Are you looking at the segments? Are you looking at the personas? Or are you actually talking on an individual one-to-one basis? And that comes down to intimacy. Like how much do you then build that relationship with your customers? Do you know when their birthday is? Do you know their favorite color of jumper? Do you know their shoe size, for example? It's amazing the amount of shoe stores that you may visit online that don't even ask you for your shoe size until you actually buy something. And then once you've bought something, it will then, is it delivering the, oh, we have this new line of shoes in stock in your size? I mean, I've never received those kind of emails and that kind of personalized communication. 
And then all of that is underpinned by data. Are you collecting zero-party data to allow you to do all of those things, provide convenience, have the understanding, deliver personalization, and create the intimacy with your customers? My favorite is when e-commerce companies send emails and they don't know your gender. And look, gender fluidity is a big thing, and I'm not going to get into that whole thing, but like, I'm wearing men's clothing. And I get emails from some of my favorite brands that at the top of the emails, it's like, here's a beautiful dress for you. It's not something that should be in the email to me. And that's the one that makes me think that a company isn't paying attention to who I am. It's like, if you can't get my first name and you can't understand my gender, then I have some problems with buying clothes from you because I don't wear a lot of dresses these days. It's just a little too cold and I haven't shaved my legs in a really long time. Well, I think it's just an instant turnoff. Now, society is really calling out for those personalized experiences. Do you understand me? Do you understand what I want? Are you talking to me as an individual? We know that the new generation that's really focused on that. I was talking to an online pharmacy yesterday. And one of the things I said to them is I go to the same doctor because they have my medical records. So they understand my pains, my ailments. But if I have an online pharmacy that actually also had some level of understanding who I was, what I'm looking for, and by promoting me just for men, just because I've got gray hair, is going to put me off ever, ever building a relationship with that organization. And this can happen across all different industries. Understanding your customer, building that 360 view, and then delivering a personalized and intimate experience so that you do create that long-lasting and meaningful bond with your customer. It's imperative. I mean, I won't shop anywhere online where I don't feel that they have either a transactional history, which is just the basics of personalization. If I'm buying something, at least recommend me something similar. Although there's all the hilarious stories of people buying air purifiers and then getting promoted the next air purifier. It's like, how many air purifiers do I need? I've already have already got one. So it's not as simple as it's made out, but it's the way that online businesses and online e-commerce has to move. Customers want an experience that is relevant for them. And we have the capabilities now and we have the understanding of how to do that. We just need to deploy that understanding of the customer into that omni-channel execution and deliver the personalized experience. There's no, there's no excuse anymore for not doing this on your site. Is there a benchmark that you can think about that measures your level of personalization? Is it the data points that you're using? How can you figure out if your experience is personalized enough for customers to make transactions? I think that comes down to customer loyalty, because if you create an environment where customers feel that they're understanded, then they will create loyalty. They will stay with you. They will then repeat purchase at a high rate. And obviously, that's going to be different for different brands and different product types. But overall, if you have an understanding of your customers and you create a personalized experience, you should clearly see that in the uptake of your customer loyalty and your repeat purchases. Obviously, personalization is incredibly important. And over the last decade with marketing automation, we've been able to take personalization to the next level. We can understand who someone is, what their transaction history is, and even recommend great products to them. Yeah, I guess the last question I have for you is we start to think about industry benchmarks and we start to think about driving more personalization. Where does artificial intelligence come into play here? And what do you think are the ways that we can use AI to improve our personalization? I think once we have those data points around the customer, you can then use AI to build those profiles and to then deliver the experience at scale. 
Because as I say, once you have a customer data platform, a 360 view, you can then deploy AI in terms of your execution mode. So if you are delivering personalized emails and you have a detailed understanding of the customer, you can then choose subject line, images, the content, the copy, the call to action. That's all going to be most relevant to that individual. And you can have an email or an on-site personalization that's actually going to deliver that at scale on a one-to-one -one basis. So for me, I think AI is just going to help turbocharge the execution of how we take our understanding of our customer and deliver that personalized experience. You know, my takeaway here is that when we're thinking about our industry benchmarks, it's really challenging. It's a case-by-case -case basis, and every industry is going to be different, and every business model is going to be different. So truly benchmarking against your competitive set is maybe not worth the time. But I do think what matters is what goes into the benchmarking is understanding how well you're doing with personalization, understanding what your rate of return. You can benchmark against your own internal data and use that to try to figure out how you're building better customer experiences and are the marketing programs you're using actually improving the customer experience and hitting the bottom line. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Ian McLeod, the Chief Marketing Officer at Sales Manigo. If you'd like to hear more from Ian, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is IanMcLeod007, that's I-A-N-M-A-C-L-E-O-D-007. Or you can visit his company's website, which is salesmanago.com, S-A-L-E-S-M-A-N-A-G-O.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the MarTech Podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.